Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Aquarium Scripted. This is a podcast where I share my life experiences in a bit to make yours better. Hope you guys had a lovely week and you had fun and you smashed your goals too. Um, so today I'll be talking about something really passionate, passionate to me, something I'm really passionate about. And I have me, a guest, <laughs> to share this topic with. I met him off Instagram because he shares a page that, you know, champions discuss. And yeah, it's really exciting to have this person here. Hello. <laughs> hi, hi, Aquarius. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm yes. very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all. I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay, so please, can you tell us about yourself? What's your name? What do you do? And all that little detail, as little as you want to share, or as much as <laughs> you want to share. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yeah, so my my name is Damien. Okay. I am the community chief for Voter Education Nigeria. We're just a bunch of um, volunteers that are very passionate about voter awareness and education in Nigeria. As much as possible, we're trying to demystify, you know, what voting is, how people should get involved, and uh, why it is very important for them to exercise their rights as uh, Nigerian citizens who are eligible to vote. My spare time, I'm a cyber security uh, governor risk and compliance specialist. And that's what I did to earn some money and to pay my bills. Uh, but besides that, you know, what I regularly do is, you know, I just try to look for opportunities to educate Nigerians about what it means to vote, the impact that it has, and how um, serious it is that they are able to exercise their, their rights to, to vote and also to be voted for because uh, I realized that uh, we there's a deficiency in in competent, uh, competent and uh, you know, I say people with integrity within the political space. So as much as possible, we try to encourage people to go vote and also to be voted for, which means they have to join a political party irrespective of what it is. And uh, yeah, that's the core of what we do. Oh, great. I, I, I always want to ask people that I meet that are so passionate about like. Um, Nigerians voting, getting their PVC, um, running for political positions. Like, how did you get? Because I know I was having a conversation with somebody one time, get trying to get him to go get register for his PVC, and was like, "Oh, do I plan to run for politics?" And mine, I'm like, "Oh, sorry, so you don't see, you plan to run for politics? They have to get passionate about people actually going out to exercise their <laughs> fundamental. Like, it doesn't make sense." But like, so I'm interested. How did you get so passionate about educating people about their voting rights? Um, yes, you know, I I looked at um, I looked at enters and and you know, the way it started and how it ended, and okay. I I realized that a lot of Nigerians are actually averse to exercising their their right to a peaceful protest. You know, looking at how the government um, responded to a peaceful protest, which was really about ending police brutality in Nigeria, uh, but uh, would I say the presidency? You know, which is not just uh, Buari decided to interpret it as, you know, a, a Nigerian youth trying to uh, get a government out of office. And that was not the, the, the point of the protest. I think actually the protest was also an avenue for a lot of Nigerians, especially its youths, to, um, to voice out their grievances with the government. Mm-hmm. Because for many reasons, it has failed a lot of Nigerian youths. So, um, from that passion, you know, I was like, you know, if we cannot exercise 
uh, uh, rise to a peaceful protest within a democracy, then there are other means of doing it so that people can also get involved. And that's true voting, you know, protesting with your vote. Uh, because your vote is very powerful. Your vote determines how um, a nation's cost will go you know, by virtue of the kind of leadership it elects into government. And um, that was a point where, or that's a part where a lot of Nigerians are missing it. A lot of Nigerians do not realize the power that they have in their vote and they don't realize the strength that is in numbers. They don't realize how um, this, uh, not just this government, but previous governments have been able to um, disenfranchise a lot of Nigerians from, from the electoral system or from the, yeah, from the electoral system. So that's why, you know, I really got passionate about it. And I said, you know what, um, I'm going to look out for other volunteers who are really passionate about ensuring that Nigerians get involved in the electoral process. And, and that's how we started. And that's how I also started. And, you know, I've been going around using various social media platforms uh, to disseminate information that will be helpful to the electorate within Nigeria. Yeah, and you're absolutely doing a great job. Like, I was so excited when I actually saw your page for the first time. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, thank you so much. You're doing such a great job. Like, I share your post on, on WhatsApp and Instagram. And, like, people get to ask questions. Oh, can you send me the link? I'm like, oh, sure. Sure. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's, that's very nice. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Uh, absolutely yes uh, i'm so passionate about this pvc thing even before enters i've always been telling everybody like if you don't have a pvc you're so irresponsible exactly <laughs> so irresponsible. You, you need to tell it to them that way so that they realize um, what they're actually doing yeah. because it's like they don't have they don't understand the impact of what uh, good leadership can to can do, do to yes. to a country you know so it's it's high time you know, especially especially a lot of uh, of um, Nigerians in the middle class, mm -hmm. they need to understand that they are also part of the grassroots, and if they keep uh, running away from exercising their their rights to vote, then Nigeria is going to keep getting the kind of leadership it hasn't getting it for has, over yes. twenty two years since that since our democracy. Mm -hmm. You know, it has always been the you know it has always been would I say political elites installing people especially people who you know nigerians really do not want if you ask a lot of nigerians you know what their voting experience has been or what the electorate experience has been it's always been that you know we've always had to choose the lesser of two evils even when yeah. we don't have just two choices mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have just two choices we have more than two choices on the ballot box but nigerians have decided to get into this mind frame and this box that says, you know, you only have two options and, you know, you can only win, you know, if you're only with two options. And that's not, that's, that's a very big lie because the power belongs to the people. You own your own will. You're the one who decides your own destiny, not yeah. two political parties, not three political parties, not four political parties. So at the end of the day, your focus should actually be on who is competent enough to lead one of the largest economies in Africa with over 200 million people. That's a very huge responsibility. Very. It's just like a Fortune 500 co company, you know, when they're trying to actually, you know, um, elect or would I say appoint a, a, a chief executive officer, they are going to look out for the best of the best. You know, someone who is very well qualified academically and also in experience. 
you're not going to go you know go around and just pick up a carpenter and then put a carpenter because he's very popular in charge of one of the, the largest economies in the world or one of the largest economies in in africa i'd say so so that's why it's really important for people to actually go out and vote Mm, thank you so much for that. And to be honest, I feel like if even if, if as an employer, or maybe maybe like the larger population of Nigerians are not even employers, but imagine if you're an employer and then you want to employ somebody to do business with you, you would not just go for just anybody, would you? Like you would look for the most qualified, the most skilled person to employ, to work exactly. with, to make sure that your business is going forward. But somehow Nigerians don't care that they actually put the most incompetent person to rule them is i feel like we don't exactly understand how much politics affects us as people we feel like oh this is me this is my life and politics is just something that doesn't really affect exactly. me so, like, exactly i don't care what happens there they can do whatever they do i just go about my life go to work come back and like i don't care but i think now that they are dealing with tech companies <laughs> it's not funny but if, now that they are making so many policies that so affect us as even as the youth now exactly. everybody are opening one by one like one after mm-hmm. everybody gets suddenly realizing oh these people are actually going to mess us up if we don't actually do something about it exactly. so yeah mm-hmm. so I, I would like to ask um for this upcoming election i feel like this election we don't realize the year but it's so important like it's such everybody's looking forward to this election so i'd like to ask why do you think this coming this 2020 coming election is going to be like so important do you think it's going to be deciding election in nigeria because i feel like um hopes are raised for this election i feel like if we win that that is if we get, do get a good government to win the 2023 election it should be that would be great but i feel like if we don't most people would totally 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 just give up on nigeria so do you think this 2023 election is kind of like a deciding factor Oh yeah, you know this. Uh, the 2023 election is very important for Nigeria because it will determine the course of Nigeria over the next eight to ten years. Um, it's actually very important that the Nigerian youth also wields its power, and it's uh, you know, we, at the end of the day, this is the one chance to show that we're very, very serious about where this country is heading, mm-hmm. especially as a generation. We have to get it right. If you look at our debt profile. Our debt profile has grown from 12.12 trillion in June 2015 to um, 33 trillion naira in the first quarter of 2021. So you know, this this is just one of the would I say one of the the metrics or one of the numbers to show people how serious um, 2023 election is. Okay. You know, elections can affect your ability to 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 go on that vacation that you love so much because you oh, think yeah. you know the money that you're making is ensuring that you know the, the, the current state in nigeria or the current state of nigeria does is not affecting you um your access to education we have uh, federal universities who have been on strike for close to two years they were on strike for close to two years or more than a year and they're and going then, back again and then they're going back again mm-hmm. you're looking at security right now you're looking at infrastructure, not just the building of roads, but building of roads that can aid in generating revenue. You know, sometimes when people see roads, when they see some projects, they don't just question the need for that project or how is this project going to generate revenue for the government in return? You know, because mm-hmm. our debt profile is increasing, which means the government is borrowing a lot. 
and yeah. they're using it to build infrastructure projects. So when you're borrowing a lot, are you ensuring that that money that you're borrowing is going to a project that is going to generate revenue quickly to be able to finance the debts that we've already incurred? So it's not just building of roads. You have to question the need for the building of that road, for the building of that bridge. It's not just for aesthetics. At the end of the day, it has to contribute to to uh, revenue generation one way or the other. You know, it has to facilitate the movement of markets from one point from point A to point B, so that money exchange hands. So you know, these are the ways that Nigerians need to be thinking, and this is why the next election is very very important. You know, somebody who is 18 right now. You can't afford to waste the next eight years of your life or the next 10 years of your life. That's a very, very important uh, point in your life. So when you're going to the polls, you're not going to vote for somebody because you don't want your your, your votes to waste. That is a very, very bad mindset. And that's a bad mindset that, you know, would I say maybe parties send out their agents to use, you know, so that 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 statement can actually cause voter apathy, you know, or force people to always choose lesser of two evils. You should not be voting for somebody because you don't want your votes to waste. You should be voting for somebody because that person is competent enough to lead one of the largest economies in Nigeria, and that person will be responsible for over 200 million lives. That is how big, that, that is what should be your mindset when you're going, going to the polls or when you're having discussions with people. It's actually very important that you put it out there. So that's why the 2023 election is very important. We have a growing economy. You know, Nigeria is blessed with so much resources. We're blessed with the ingenuity of, his, of, his, of the Nigerian youth. We're blessed with oil. We're blessed with natural resources. We're blessed with human resources. We can see the news of, of Nigerian doctors going on strike, and some of them are already fleeing to, to Saudi Arabia. They're fleeing because they are not getting their money's worth, number one. The, the environment is not conducive for them. They are not being paid on time. And, you know, all these things stems from, from, from leadership. You have a nation that is comprised of various institutions and all these various institutions are not working in an efficient way because at some point there's either a lack of competency or the or the will to do the right thing and to ensure that you know things are done the right way and all these institutions all tie into um tie into leadership and the focus of leadership because when you're trying to look at appointments you you can see the seriousness of a leader through the appointments that they make and their will to ensure that these individual institutions that tie into the federal government are functioning in a very efficient way. So this is what Nigerians need to keep looking at. And this is why the 2023 election is very important. And there needs to be like a mindset change of a lot of Nigerians. If we keep thinking the way we've been thinking for the past 22 years, then we're, not, we're never going to uh, put the right person in government whether it's in your constituency, your local elections, whether it's in the state elections, or whether it's in the presidential elections, you need to have that change of mindset. And you need to keep telling people around you to change their mindset. It's not about, you know, your vote wasting. It is about voting for the right person. And when you're voting for the right person, it means you own your power. It means you are not being controlled by external forces. So when someone ticks your boxes and you're looking at popularity, then you're not really serious about getting the right leadership into one of the most powerful national house of assembly the state house of assembly those are also very very important institutions to the company uh, sorry not to the company to the country you can have a bad president but you cannot buy if you have a bad um, senate and a bad house of representative then you're only wasting your time 
Sure. Because these guys are the ones that checkmate the president. They are the mm-hmm. ones that you know that propose bills that affect our daily uh, our daily lives. You know, when yeah. when bills come to the house, when you, when we are talking about technology bill, we are talking about the social media bill, we are talking about the the national broadcasting corporation bill. You know, all these bills that affect the way people source information or, or affect the way small businesses operate, especially with the tech sector. All these things go through the Senate. And if you don't have people that you know that understand why they are there, yeah, then you know they are going to lose focus. So that's why it's very important. Yeah, and you you kind of already talked a bit about my next question, which is: is the president is the presidential seat that the presidential election is it really the main focus for twenty twenty three? Because I feel like people think that oh, once we elect the president, then that's it. The focus hasn't really been on the House of Assembly, the Senate, your local government chairman. So is the presidential seat really like the most important focus for 2023 election? Well, you know, you know, Nigeria has always worked in a way that, you know, the president, the presidential office has always been seen as the most powerful office. You know, it mm-hmm. is actually the most powerful office, but the, the, the Senate and the House, that's the Senate and the House of Assembly are, are just as important. You know, like I said earlier, if you have a bad, you can have a bad president, but if you also have a bad Senate and a bad House of Representatives, these are two arms of, of, of the government that are meant to checkmate each other and also um, check, checkmate uh, the presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, if the Senate is, is, trying to pass, is trying to pass something, the, the House of Representatives is also deliberating on it. Both of them must agree because before bills are, are being sent to, to the presidency to, to be assented. That means the presidency will have to sign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if a bill goes to the presidency and it doesn't sign within uh, a, a particular amount of days, then yeah. that bill expires. But the House of Representatives, sorry, the, 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 sorry, the National Assembly also has the power to assent bills. If the to use, yeah. If the president doesn't sign. If, if the president doesn't sign. And this is why I bring in the Electoral Act of, 20, of, of 2010. When it, when, it, when it was amended, it was presented to the president three times. The president did not sign it. But what people do not know is that the National Assembly has the powers, the Senate has the powers to actually sign that bill and assent that bill. If the president does not sign it, they have the, the power to do that. But a lot of Nigerians are, are just looking at the presidency. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So when you have, in quote, a rubber stamp Senate, then there's going to be a problem. So Nigerians need to, yeah, Nigerians need to keep looking out also at the state house of assembly. That's at the state level. These are people that represent local constituencies. Like you know where they live. Yeah, they are very close to home. They are very close to home. So you need to start speaking to them. You know, you cannot have the state your uh, the, the legislative the, the state legislative hiding under under the. You know, like, oh, the government is the fault, but they've not looked at the State House of Assembly. They've not looked at, at, at the representatives of, of these constituency, constituencies that represent them. You know, if they're not doing their job, go to the State House of Assembly. Tell them, you are not representing us in the right way. And if, because we voted you in, we can, you know, recall we can you. do a recall. We can recall yeah. you. Because you have to vote for someone before you can recall them as a registered voter. 
So these are things that Nigerian, the Nigerian electorate are not really conversant about. You know, we're always focused on the presidency. We don't look at the state house of assembly. We don't look at the federal house of assembly. Uh, the Federal House of Assembly, we don't look at our representatives that we send to those houses to represent our local communities. So, you know, the focus should not just be on the presidency. It should also be at other levels, um, you know, of, of governance. Of, of governance. Yeah. Now that we've like, discussed why it's, why it's so important for people to like vote and exercise their franchise and all that, I would like to ask who exactly are the people that are eligible to vote in, in Nigeria right now? No, um, you know, people who are who just turned eighteen and above. Yeah, and also people yeah. that would be eighteen by the time it's twenty twenty three can also start their registration. Exactly. So even if you're not eighteen, if you're going to be eighteen next year or before um, February, I think that's when twenty twenty three election is going to be. You yeah, can... February February twenty eight. Twenty twenty three. So if you're going to be eighteen before February twenty twenty three you should go and register for your voter's card it's a very and that, i feel like maybe be, be, um the last election the process to register for um permanent voter's card was kind of very tedious i know people that really really tried their best to get their voter's card and they just couldn't because they had if you're there by 7 a.m you're late if you're there by yeah. 4 a.m you're late <laughs> so and, but like now the process has been so simplified yeah that you don't even have an excuse not to not to go and get your pvc i have my pvc so like I, but my sister didn't because she just turned it in so she yeah. just started the process and went to get out the process the, the the physical aspect of it takes about 10 minutes and you're out of the place and then you come get your card later when, you, when it's ready so can you like yeah. give us a breakdown of the process for voter registration this time oh yeah the, the process is pretty easy and straightforward and and you know that is down to um a lot of Nigerian stakeholders, a lot of uh, the electorate, putting yeah. pressure on INEC and also, you know, putting pressure on INEC to ensure that uh, registration for uh, for your voter's card is almost like registering for your driver's license. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason why INEC should not be open all year round sure. for people to go in and register. And this was one of the, the main causes of, of serious voter apathy in Nigeria. Because like you said, you go there by 4 a.m., you're late. You go there by 9 a.m., you're late. And that was, you know, INEC. Mm-hmm. You know, encouraging voter apathy. Maybe they, they, they didn't know that um, um, knowingly, but that, that's what happens. And then people get disinterested. I don't know if there's a word like that. But people do not get interested but people are not interested in in participating in, in in elections so that has changed and you know that's what that's one major part of politics that's accountability when the electorate when citizens do not hold institutions accountable do not challenge them and ask them why are you doing things this way instead of this way then things will continue to be as they are and also also ties in into governance too if you leave things the way they are if you don't get involved things will continue to be the it way be. they've always been yeah, so yeah. now we have um, an online uh, portal where people from the yeah. comfort of their homes, from the comfort of their phones, can get registered uh, to, to get their voter's card. So what you do is that you go to cvr.inetnigeria.org. When you don't go on that website, you input your, your, your profile. And you also have a picture ready, a passport a photo ready. That's a soft copy, probably mm-hmm. on your phone, probably on your laptop that you can upload while filling in those documents. 
And by the time you're done filling in your, your credentials, that's your name, your date of birth, you know, everything about you, your height and all that. Um, by the time you're done doing that, then you will also be provided an option to book your physical um, um, biometric verification. Yeah. So when you're done doing that, and that's another part that Nigerians need to take very seriously. It's not just registering online for your um, voter's card. You also have to go in person to verify that you are who you say you are and then your voter's card will be made ready for you. So the, the, the process is very straightforward. And, and if easy. you're having, yeah, and easy, if you're having any issues with uh, registering, you can always shoot uh, Voter Education Nigeria, that's Voter Edu NG on Instagram. Shoot us yeah. a message. But you know, for the most part, we'd advise people to, to go to INEC because actually voter awareness is actually INEC's responsibility. But we can see the deficiency, we can see the gap, you know, with, you know, the, the voter awareness uh, um, initiatives. They have to talk directly to people. They have to talk directly to Nigerians. There is no reason why INEC should not have a, a, a radio jingle across Nigeria, encouraging a lot of Nigerians to go out to and vote. To get their PVC, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to go get their PVC, sorry. And also to, to get involved in the electoral process. It should be on every radio station in every language possible. If it's the three major languages, there has to be radio jingles or there has to be billboards encouraging people to go get their PVC and 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 vote in the in the forthcoming elections in 2023. So this is why we encourage a lot of people go to cvr.inecnigeria.org, fill in your credentials, fill in everything about you book your physical verification date and it's just that easy thank you so much um next question i have here yeah? i'm not really sure what is happening in that area yet because i have a lot of friends that are currently in nigeria interested in participating in voting 2023 i know some of them have tried to at least register but because you need a nigerian number that is active so you can't complete your registration. What exactly is going on with diaspora voting? Are people outside Nigeria going to be allowed to vote? What is going on in that area right now? Um, with diaspora voting, I know it was one of the amendments that was submitted to the uh, to the House, mm-hmm. you know, to accommodate for diaspora voting because you know the diaspora is a big, big, uh, would I say, uh, foreign exchange revenue for the country you know the amount of remittances that that nigeria gets from the uh, from the diaspora is very huge a lot of people are actually really connected to home you know when sometimes when people talk about diaspora they, they, they you know they think they're talking about people who are not interested in the country these are people that come home at least once every two years or even yeah. every year they are yeah. very much involved they're very much con- connected to nigeria mm-hmm. so uh, with that um i think that was not really in this current amendment that was sent that was uh, accepted by the, it was included but you know there was a bit of pushback from the uh, from the house and it actually makes no sense but at the end of the day <clears throat> we want to act like you know the israelis it's, israelis what they do is that every time anytime is uh, it's time for elections they always travel home to go and vote so what we're encouraging people to do right now is since there has not been any accommodation to you know or proper accommodation for their diasporans we're encouraging people to if you can get a number or if you're coming home maybe this december like december of 20 2021 mm-hmm. um when you come in you get a scene 
try and see if you can get your name registered when you get that sim you register online too you register online to vote you can come in at any other time in next year and also complete your your physical uh, biometric um, process so that's what we're encouraging a lot of people to do who are in the diaspora okay great great that, that's okay um since we we've talked about who can vote how to register diaspora voting and all that and that that's assuming that everybody that listens to this to this point you're already made up your mind that you are going to go get your pvc and when election comes you are going to vote and if you're someone that that should be running for a political position you're already thinking about it now <laughs> i hope yeah, so exactly. <laughs> i hope so um so i'd like to ask the, ne- the next thing i would like to address is um also because i'm not running for a political position i shouldn't be campaigning for you know political I should not be doing any political awareness or getting people around me to vote do you really have to be politically inclined to be enthusiastic about to be enthusiastic about people going out to vote do you no you have to be nothing any sort of political ambition no you don't you don't actually totally you don't because it's a civic duty actually to educate people about you around you about uh you know getting involved in elections and that's that's the core of voter awareness you know um you just what your job is or what your your duty is is to enlighten the electorate whoever is around you about the importance of voting about the importance of being uh, politically conscious because being you no know, politics affects everybody's life at some point mm-hmm. you affect your life at some point you know I think maybe with the middle class, the middle class they only understand it when you're talking about vacation because <clears throat> that's <laughs> what some people like to do, you know, they are trying to yeah. take vacation. But when you have a bad economy, we stand from bad leadership and then it not leads to an increase in exchange rates and maybe before you could afford to travel out of the country twice a year, but now due to inflation and other economic factors, you know, you have to struggle to actually accommodate one vacation mm. a year. That is how politics affects your life. If you have siblings, let's say you're 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 grown out, or maybe let's say you're like 30 and you have siblings who are still in federal university or federal universities. Mm-hmm. You can see how politics affects education. If you have good leadership, good leadership will understand that education is an important uh, part of nation building because you are investing in the minds of the Nigerian youth who are also the building blocks of this nation in the next 10 to 20 years you have to realize that an investment in in education is an investment in the economic prosperity and the longevity of a nation for the next 10 to 20 years so when you have a leadership that is not interested in doing that then that's when you know you have bad leadership mm-hmm. you know where you are looking at our debt profile we are looking about uh, at uh, a revenue generation we are looking at foreign uh, foreign direct investments in 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 the nigerian space and the numbers are dwindling then it all stems from bad uh, financial policies and also from bad leadership you know so this is how politics affects people's life when you're looking at security security affects agriculture the ability of people to go to their farms you know to uh, to to go to their farms and then you have people who have taken a lot of loans from from the banks that's in millions and then when they are when they are investing their, their money in agriculture they're not able to go to their farms to harvest what they've toiled for you know so this is how you know 
how politics affect our everyday lives. You know, you can look at you know, infrastructure, you can look at bad roads. You have institutions who are responsible for making sure that these roads are pliable, you know. But at, at every point in time, you hear certain institutions getting budgets, but they're not doing the right thing to do because there's lack of leadership. And all this lack of leadership comes from, you know, appointments to this industry, to these yeah. um, um, institutions. We tie back to leadership, which is the head, which is the presidency. So this is how very important and you know, being involved in politics or having an interest in politics is. So we shouldn't only be trying to get ourselves to register for a PVC and vote. You should try to get every single person around you to do the same. Educate exactly. yourself around you. It's not just about you, it's about everybody going out to vote. The strength is in the numbers. So like try as much as possible to Period. put as much numbers as we can for this next Period. election period and i'd also like to add is also also using your platforms if you have if you're on instagram if you're on facebook you know if you're on whatsapp these are platforms you need to start using these platforms to, to you know to to change the mind of people if you see materials and let's say materials that put voter education um shares with the public make sure you repost them make sure you download them you send it to your to your mom's whatsapp from your mom's WhatsApp. To your group to, chat. To, to your group chat. It, it starts expanding. And that's how you begin to speak to a lot of people. Some people do not understand the power that social media has. And the, the power of using your platform, no matter how small it is. Even if your followers are 5, 10 people. When you share material and they're able to read it. You know, it speaks to the consciousness of people. And that's why also, apart from sharing materials, you're also speaking to people that you meet. And you're also... Uh, from correcting their mindset as to how they, they approach uh, election. You know, there's power in numbers. There's serious yeah. power in numbers. And when people go out in mass and, in, in mass and vote, it's very hard for rigging to be successful. People always try to rig election. But when actual human beings go out and vote, you know, it, it makes very rigging difficult. very hard. And yeah. people do not understand how, um, you know, they don't understand how rigging works. Because right now, I think people still have the idea that INEC just writes a number on paper and say this is the election result. No, maybe that's what used to happen in 2000, but this is 2021. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things have changed. This CVR that you have right now, this online registration, we didn't have it in 1999, we didn't have it in 2003, we didn't have it in 2010. So things have changed. So what happens is that we have um, registered number of voters for every polling unit or every ward. So what, and you know, that comprises of people, both people who are dead and people who are alive at the end of the day. And that's why you have voter accreditation. Mm-hmm. You have voter accreditation when you get to, to the polling unit, you know? So what INEC does is that they send the, the actual amount of registered or ballot papers that for the registered voters for that polling unit there. Not more, not, more, not less. That's what they send there. And if you decide not to show up and vote, it means that is a spare a ballot, paper ballot paper for somebody else to to, to to fill up. So basically, if you're not voting, someone else is voting on your behalf. Exactly. So you not voting is not rebellion. Mm. What you have done is that you've provided your ballot paper to someone else to print. So a disgruntled um, um, electoral agent can pick up that uh, ballot paper, find someone and else, and then they'll turn, 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 turn print it. But when you have a lot of people use up the, the, the ballot papers that then are they have nothing to, to read with. Then they have nothing to turn print. Even if they're they are successful to turn print a few, 
it makes the chances of reading less successful. And this is why we always tell people to go out in groups, to go out in numbers, to go as a community when you're trying to vote. Because you know the people within your community. And when you see external forces coming, trying to come in to disrupt that, that polling unit, you are able to ward them off. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's how it works. And that's what Nigerians need to they need to have that mental picture and realize that actually the power is in your hands and the power yeah. is in your vote. If your vote was not important, people will not try to, to, to buy it. If your vote was not important, they wouldn't be using scare tactics to make sure that you don't come out on election day and then you're watching television if your vote wasn't that powerful. True. Because I actually always think about it. Like, these people... So the mindset an average Nigerian has is that, oh, there's no point in voting. They would rig it anyways. But I'm, if I really had the power to, like, rig elections so effortlessly, then why am I in the street distributing Gary 5,000 naira? Sharing exactly. Like, what's the point if I really had the power to do it without having to go through all that stress? That means exactly. there's something that you have that you don't know the power of. So I'll give you 5,000 naira. Collect what you have that is more important to me than that 5,000 naira. So it's kind of like reverse psychology. And Nigerians don't get it. They don't get it at all. They're they just in that, you know, that um, mental prison. Mm. Someone has just created a mental prison and kept a lot of Nigerians in there, especially the middle class. The middle class has always been disenfranchised from elections. You know, we are very, very violent averse at the end of the day. So what happens is that they engineer violence, number one, mm. and then they change election dates to disenfranchise a lot of Nigerian youth who are in universities who are always affected by, by bad leadership. Oh, yeah. I remember because I went to a private university and I remember there was no particular election because we don't get to go out to private unions. And the, I was... Um, Oshun State was having an election. I was in school. I had a PVC. I started asking questions. I don't understand. Am I not allowed to vote? What is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they actually do disenfranchise a lot of university students. Yeah, and not just a lot of Nigerian Nigerian university students, they disenfranchise a lot of Nigerian workers, nine to five workers, because they know how difficult it is for these private um, companies or or federal federal institutions to to give a free day for people to go and vote. And, you know, this is also also a challenge to to private companies. Make sure that you allow your, 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 your employers, sorry, your employees, to go out, to get registered, online and also to go out and complete their biometric data verification give them that day to do it and also on elections no matter how many times that election date is changed make sure that you allow your employees to go out and vote even if they 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 change those days five times make sure they go out and vote because they are disenfranchising a a very important block to the nigerian to the nigerian economy and they deserve a chance to make a choice on the type of leader they want leading them. Sure, sure, totally agree. So, ev- so everybody has a responsibility. Everybody within the Nigerian society, from private companies to to public companies, and also to the electorate, to Nigerian youths, to ensure that you know, we are the we we are the lead, we are the leaders of today, and we have to start acting as leaders. Like we that. have to start being responsible. We have to show that we're actually serious about the country called Nigeria. <clears throat> so like this is a charge to everybody listening if you're a youth if you're an employer employee you own a company you work for someone make sure that you're trying to get as much people to do the right thing as possible which is to vote get your pvc 
and you know let's make let's make us let let's let's make nigeria a better place the power is in our hands we have i, I mean if we could do it for ensas i i feel like ensas has given yeah. us so much encouragement that we we actually exactly. have numbers we actually have these numbers and if we put our hearts into something we can actually do it so exactly. yeah for the sake of certainty and like so people don't mix things up. I'd like to ask who exactly suffers when we don't actually vote? Because I feel like everybody's in a bubble of, oh, we're not voting, that's fine. But who is actually suffering if you decide not to vote? Oh, oh, the Nigerian, the, the Nigerian youth, the Nigerian electorates, we're the ones suffering. You know, when you decide not to vote, what you've done is that um, you've handed over, you surrendered your um, your powers to to uh, to the powers that be, and mm-hmm. then that group will eventually choose somebody who will protect their own interests and not your interest if you are not invested in the electoral in the in the electoral system or yeah, in the electoral system you're not going to reap from it you will not reap where you did not sow definitely you know? because what happens is that there are people who benefit a lot from this from this system so what they do is that they invest their money in political candidates and then the focus of that political candidate is to ensure that they return that money with profit, with profit. irrespective of what budgets they have for the positions they have occupied mm-hmm. so if i'm giving you 500 million dollars and i'm saying use this watches to go in your election best believe you are going to return that money with profit or with contracts yeah to 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 say thank you for supporting me to win this electoral yeah. position so if at the end of the day nigerian youth or nigerians in general decide that you know what this is our political candidate this is who is competent not this is not who can win it is this is who is competent enough to lead this nation Mm -hmm. or to lead this state or to lead this constituency this is who is competent enough, not who can win this is who is competent you back that person and nigerians need to change that mindset of expecting people who are contesting in political positions to have their own money true you have to invest when people are are campaigning and saying they need your support you should be able to contribute at least 500 naira for that 200 naira for that 10 10 naira for that because campaigning costs money because campaigning costs money and at the end of the day it means they will be accountable to you Mm -hmm. because you invested in the electoral system yeah they won't be accountable to a godfather who gave them 500 million. True. So that is why when we say, oh, some people are not available, they are not um, yeah, they are not approachable, it's because they, they have nothing to tell you. They are not answerable to you. They bought your votes. Mm. And someone else invested in them. They are a startup. Someone invested in a startup and must reap the benefits. So you have a choice to make. Is it that you allow the political class or political elites invest in a candidate or you choose a candidate and invest your vote in that candidate and then they become accountable so you are, to you and and, you, and they become accountable to you and it's, you don't have to always choose the lesser of two evils we have more than five options on the ballot box on the ballot paper so you have to make a choice from those sure. options and say this is what i want to back so enough of there's no structure here there's no structure there no it's not about you are the structure you are within a local government you are within a community you are within a community constituency you are the structure if you have somebody that you think is competent enough to lead a, a constituency to lead a state to lead the nation you go ahead 
and, and print that person's poster. That's how you invest in that person's campaign. And then you yeah. tell people, this person is competent enough to lead. Look at what this person has done. Look at what they've been able to achieve in their private life or as a private citizen, even without mm-hmm. having access to government funds. Government look, at funds. What been, look at what they've been able to accomplish. And then you, you market that person. So that's how it should go. I totally agree. With you. I remember when when um, Shane McIndoe just got into office and then he was sharing, because he, he, he made like, um, he made a public report of how much he has. So it's like, like an accountability thing. So this is how much I brought into government personally without having government funds. So like by the time yeah. I'm leaving and then you see that I'm a rich man, you know that I was actually rich before I became a government. But that's besides exactly. the Exactly. So like he, he said all that to, to show that number one, I have track record. Like I've built companies, I've managed people. So I have exactly. the right to be here. And like I have the the I've I've shown that I have um track record. I'm proven that you know I'm capable enough to be governor. And then you yeah. know, and then any the last time I was in Oyo State, I was shocked. I'm like, what is this the Ibadan I used to know? Like the person exactly has changed so much. Like I just yeah. thought work. Yeah, he has done. He's he's doing well, especially with his style of governance and how he has he has a position governance to be. You know, it's exactly how we should be. Peter Obi did that when he was governor of, of Anambra State too. You know, so this is. I know another great thing that people do not understand is that sometimes, you know, you need to have that money for you to be yeah. able to impose yourself on the system. Mm-hmm. You can see that this man, at the end of the day, they came into politics with their own money. Yeah. And if you do not have the, the money, then you are open to external influence. So yeah. what, is, what is that is that you are open to people saying, I have $500 million to give to you to, 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 you know, to win this election. What am when I going to get back? Get back when but but mm-hmm. when you take that out of the picture, you can see how people, how people approach governance. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are able to impose themselves on the system. They are able to say, this is what I want done. This is what I want done. And then you see things moving freely. And yeah. when there's an absence of that amount of money, pers- personally owned by, by that um, person trying to buy for a political post, then it is the duty of people to actually people support, to invest in that person so that the person is accountable to you and not to a political investor. Definitely. Okay, I remember Philadelphia to your raising funds also at some point in the last election. Oh yeah, I, I totally understand. So yeah, I, I always say this thing to people when, they come, you know, Nigerians, we like complaining. Any smart thing, we have started discussion on complaining. Exactly. And then the first question I would ask anybody that tries to complain is, did you vote in the last election? And then if you say no, I told you that you think you don't have the right to complain. Because what you exactly. do not vote, you don't once you once you don't vote, you've lost that right to complain. So you you shut up the same way you did not come out to come and vote. You shut up and you stop you everything that they give you. <laughs> exactly. If you were silent on election days, you just continue have to, to be silent, silent for the next eight keep, years. You don't have the same any rights to complain. You don't exactly. have any rights. You have, you have to keep that same energy of silence throughout till the next election. Then if you don't vote again, exactly. you shut up throughout again. So yeah, exactly. if you don't vote, you're the one that will suffer for it. Not the governor that rigs election and wins. Not the president that rigs election and wins. You suffer for it. You did. Yeah, you did. I, and you know what? Come on, you know, man. The, the Nigerian electorate always feels like the, the guys, like the, the, the people, you know, the men and the women vying for political position, that they are doing them a favor by voting. No. <laughs> yeah, there's that mindset. Doing, there's that mindset that you are doing them a favor. No, you are not doing them a favor. You are doing a disservice to yourself and you are putting yourself in bondage for the next 48 years. That is what you're doing. So if somebody has the competency to lead and then you think because you you are are doing that person a favor, 
the person has to pay you for you to exercise your right to vote, then you are a joker. Yes. (laughs) You don't understand what's going on. You don't understand what's going on. And, you know, this is just a taste of the iceberg. It can actually get worse. It could. Best believe it can actually get worse. So, you know, that mindset needs to change. We suppose they we suppose they move with sense. You know, nobody say, you know, if it does, you know, person will come and say, hey, I bet as in vote for me, I get the right. You will come and say, okay, how much you get, how much you don't give. Or like say you they do the person favor. No, no be that person they do favor. You you are actually exchanging your next four years for five thousand naira, which doesn't make sense because you can't spend five thousand in a week. Exactly. Exactly. So that is it. So yeah, no, nobody should be selling or buying. Nobody should be buying your votes at this point. I feel like NSAS has even taught us, like Lekki Massacre. No, my own, is, my, my own is that at the end of the day, yeah, if they give you the money, you collect that bag. That's your, that's your money. Collect the bag, collect the gary, collect that <laughs> money. When you finish eating, you, you wipe your mouth, then you go and vote for the right person. Go and, and make the right choice. Period. Make the right choice, period. Mm-hmm. We're not saying don't collect that money. If you're hungry, collect that bag of rice, collect those packs of indomie, collect it. But don't sell your sense with it. But don't sell your sense with it. Don't sell your future. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, in under 24 hours, that whatever they're giving you is gone. It's and gone. Then you, now, then you now have the next eight years to pay for it. Sure. Or four years to pay for it. Sure. So I, I'm, I'm with this viewpoint of ours, I hope we've been able to convince and not confuse you that you need to make the right choice for Nigeria. We're, we're banking on everybody. We're banking on every single person. So um, exactly. I'd like to also, at this point, okay, so I've gotten my PVC. I'm telling everybody around me. And okay, so at this point, candidates have not started coming out. Do you get like yeah. people haven't, at this point, yeah, nobody has really shown interest in like, um, vying for any um, political um, position right now. So like, at this point, I wish to join political parties. Personally, for me, I don't even know yet. But and that's what I'm asking. So should we like join political parties? Should we start creating our own political parties? How do we how do we get candidates that we believe in to actually run for positions? Huh. Yeah, you know uh, a lot of people have been in the news. We've had the uh, people like uh, Kingsley Mogalu in the news. Yeah, we had Tinubu in the news. When we have we Is Mogalu running have... again? Sorry. Is it running yes, again? He... Yes, he, 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 he is running again. I, oh, I think okay. I could see, um, you know, some of his uh, posts on Twitter, you know, talking about uh, trying to vie for the next election. Atiko has also been in the news. Tinubu has also been in the news. So, you know, Nigerians have a lot of choices to make in the, in the forthcoming election. And my advice to people is, if you can, you should actually join a political party. It doesn't matter what the political party is any existing political party go and join them because at the end of the day it helps you understand the inner workings as to how things work within the political space and it also is it's also a form of education because mm-hmm. by the time you're participating by, by the time you are in those partic- political parties and then you can solve problems like if something is happening within your area somebody can call you up and say hey you know our transformer something has happened you know you're able to stand up you're able to go to the nearest um, electricity distribution office you're able mm-hmm. to complain to them people around you know that you know when they call you maybe they have something with the issue of trash 
you know, you are able to come up with a solution to go to a disposal waste disposal company that's around to negotiate with them. Then you're able to come back and tell people, okay, this is what we have to do to make sure that this problem is solved. Then you can also mobilize also to, to you know, you are, you are a, you're a solution provider. That's how people get into politics and that's how they get into political parties. You start from being a problem solver. People can see you around. You join a political party. You understand the inner workings as to how politics work works within these parties. You now tend to understand the, the mindset of the electorate and then you now go out there and you also try to talk to people you know to let them know that you know you actually have to get involved you have to vote and this is how i also you know also started learning as to how things work thank you and the kind of and the kind of messaging i give to people you know because it's a mindset thing and then you also have to communicate the right message so you know I, I would encourage people try and join a political party if you can. If you can't, exercise your right to vote. It's as easy as it's as easy as that. We understand that there are a lot of challenges that the electorate face, but you also have to be serious about your voter about your voting rights because sure. it's very very important. We can see what happened in Zambia, and we can yeah. also see what happened in, in Uganda. Uganda. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure we'll come to that. Yeah, actually, at this point, I think we can actually take that up right now. Like the old Zambia situation versus Uganda. I know Uganda, they actually really went out to vote. And like, you know, because it's, it's, it's quite, well, should I say it's quite different from what we have in Nigeria? Because we have democracy. They actually have dictatorship in Uganda. But at least they tried. They had a candidate that was really, really passionate about them. And was really, you know, they, they had all the, all that, and but then mm-hmm. still didn't work out, yeah. And then yeah. Zambia, on the other hand, you know, they're like rejoicing now because I mean, they are eating the fruit of their labor. Yeah. That kind of like opposite two sides of like possible outcomes of you know, um, election process. Oh yeah, so like looking at uh, the Zambia and the Uganda case, you know, the, what ha- partly happened in Uganda was the youth came out and said, "We own this country, and uh, we are going to elect a leader who is going to represent us." Yeah, that was what happened in Uganda, you know. And Nigeria is not a very very unique nation. I know some countries will try to say Uganda is not Nigeria, but that's that's a, that's a huge lie. Nigeria is not so unique, you know. Every African country in the world is affected by the same things almost the same things that are you know that are affecting Nigeria and his electorate but the, yeah. you, but, the, but the Zambian youths decided that we are going to vote for somebody who is unpopular and who in the general sense of the word would not have a chance of winning because this individual does not really belong to the political class mm-hmm. but what did but what the, 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 the Zambian youths did was that they made sure they elected somebody that would be accountable to them mm-hmm and that was what happened because the power is with the people it, the power belongs to the people the power is with the people and irrespective of whatever people think it is what the people will that is what is going to happen if you as an individual takes it upon your mind that i don't care if this person who is competent is with any popular political party as long as this person is candidate and has the profile of being a president this is who i'm voting for i don't care if this person is popular i'm not going to go with that mindset um that uh, you know my vote is going to waste that is a total that's the fallacy that is a lie mm-hmm. the will is with the people and by, by the time you're able you know it's not just with doing that it's also with talking to people around you and also changing their mindset around not in quote wasting your vote 
mm-hmm. or people say they are voting against you don't vote against anybody you vote for someone for someone <laughs> you don't sure. vote against anybody you vote for someone mm-hmm. and that is the power that you have irrespective of how popular any party is you vote for people and the focus should be on the political candidate and not on the political party sure you vote you're not for that candidate. political party you're voting for you're a candidate. at the end of the day you're worried that sitting down exactly you hold the candidate accountable yeah because you always mentioning a party takes away accountability from it from the individual from the individual yeah so you have to vote for the candidate and hold that candidate accountable the candidate has a name look for that person's name and vote for the candidate vote for the person's competency and the, the person's ability to lead sure so uh, and we have the the classic cake of, of, of uganda they elected somebody who belongs to the that's recycling leaders who have always who have not performed mm-hmm. or who have no business being in governance because I think elected, the guy actually won the guy that the youth actually won. I think he won, but then I think there was the postal camping on his house or something. Yes. So at the end of the day, yes, they, they you know they used the the, the the powers of the states mm-hmm. to, against, to against against the, the, the candidate that the people chose. Yeah. So you know, Nigerians need to be very resilient. We need to fight for what we want. You know, this is not a matter where people are trying to exercise their vote and you're trying to get to your shop. You know, people really have to be serious. Mm-hmm. If you're really interested in, in if you're interested in experiencing real change, you have to change what you've been doing for the past 22 years since since, since the inception of, of of democracy in Nigeria. You have to change it. Sure, I totally agree. I mean, there's this, there's this um, proverb that keeps going around. Like, if you do the same thing over and over and again, over and over again, are you expecting a different result? And that was just stupidity. You need to do That's something stupidity. different. That's stupidity. You need to do something different. Yeah. So we have to be really passionate about this coming election. See, the reason why, okay, maybe not the only reason, but the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I don't plan to leave this country. I don't have relocation plans. So I need Nigeria to actually start working because I want <laughs> no. to be here. I really need Nigeria to start working. Exactly. And you know, Nigeria has to work. My belief is that Nigeria has to work in our lifetime. And, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it is the responsibility of the Nigerian electorate to ensure that that happens. It is not the responsibility of our leaders this time. It is the responsibility of the Nigerian populace, the Nigerian electorate, and also the Nigerian youth yeah. to ensure that this happens. You know, people, anybody who is 18, in the next 10 years, you'll be 28. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time to lose, and that's a lot of time to gamble with. True. You know, you know, we deserve better. Um, and um, if you decide to put in somebody, you know, somebody who is not competent in charge of one of the largest economies in Africa, and who will be responsible for 200 million lives, then that's that's on you. Yeah. So we need to make it work. If you decide to choose somebody from your, simply because the person is from your hometown, your tribe, person speaks your language, and you know this person is incompetent, then you are responsible for anything that happens in this country. That is on your head. It's on your head. It's on you. And you know, we all have responsibilities. We have artisans that we talk to. We have friends that work for us. We have cousins that we relate to. We have a family WhatsApp group. We have a friend's WhatsApp group. We have a, a social group on, on, on Instagram. You have your private stories on, on, on Instagram. You have them on Facebook. What are you doing with those platforms that you have? 
you should once in a while be disseminating the right message using those platforms because you are speaking to a lot of people so the nigerian youth also have to be evangelists while you're trying to vote you also have to be evangelists no matter how small your followers are from 10 to 20 to 30 you have to keep using your platform to to send out the right message yeah totally agree um just for um clarity's sake what 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 should be our thought process as nigerians when we're trying to decide what candidates to vote for what are things we should look out for in the candidates what are things that oh if i see this then i know this is a red flag if i see this then i know this is a green flag whether or not to vote for this person oh thank you that's a very great question because uh at uh voter edu ng that's voter education nigeria that's that's one question we, we always get who should we vote for mm-hmm. okay i've gotten my pvc who should i vote for mm-hmm. and what i tell people is you need to have like five check boxes okay what you have number one what is this person's qualification okay because you would not employ um a plumber to do a carpenter's job so if somebody is trying to be president what's their track record you also have to look at their antecedents you know what has this person said when it comes to human rights when it comes to uh, constitutional rights sure sure what have they what have they said in the past now yeah what has been their opinions on twitter what has been their opinion on facebook what has been their Mm -hmm. opinion on instagram were they silent Mm-hmm. Silence is also an opinion. Silence is also an opinion. Because they say silence and uh, silence enables impunity. Mm-hmm. And that's why accountability is also very key. So apart from that, how have they led in their in their private lives? Maybe they've not occupied a political post before. Maybe they've worked in a government institution before. How have they been able to lead? You know, what have they done in their private life? You know, are they uh, do, do they have private businesses? Have they given out scholarships? Mm-hmm. What have they what have they been able to do? What have been able what have they been able to tell or he or she what has have they been able to tell a lot of Nigerian youths? Mm-hmm. So when you look at all these things, when you look at history also, Nigerians are very poor with their with their history. Uh, and that's why sometimes I employ a lot of Nigerians to to hop on Clubhouse. There are a lot of history rooms on that application, you know. A lot of people do not get to read, but sometimes you have people who have done the reading and they're able to um tell the story uh, to, to yeah they're able to tell the, the tell nigerian history with facts you know they'll tell you they'll, they'll bring it with with uh, with references and that's one thing i love about that what i've loved about clubhouse because when you get into when you get into that application you see a lot of nigerian history rooms and you start to listen to nigerian history from a lot of, from a lot of history buffs or a lot of historians and then most of the things that are happening right now have happened 40 50 years ago mm, and then you can true. see where the problem is yeah so when somebody is coming and they are telling you about certain people that are in current in the current nigerian uh, political space you now start to see their antecedents you start to see their history you start mm-hmm. to see the way the way they've been able to move through nigerian history and where nigeria is right now so a lot of nigerians need to understand their history to read their history not what you were taught in school you have to start looking for books to read that will educate you about Nigerian history so that you know where we be, where we are coming from and where we need to get to and how to also navigate those problems through ethnocentric lines through through ethno-religious lines you know you have to you have to look at the the, the thought pattern of a lot of Nigerians mm. 
So these are the things that you know, Nigerians need to do to be able to choose the right candidate. So by the time you find a candidate that ticks all these boxes, then you have the perfect candidate for you because your focus is, is on who is popular. But a lazy Nigerian is thinking about who can win. Yeah. That's what lazy Nigerians do. They think about who are winning because they, they, they do not want to use Google. You don't want to go on social media platforms and search up that person's and name person. and see what what they've been able to say on certain issues. So the lazy Nigerians, the lazy Nigerian will be focused on who can win rather than who is competent enough to be my to president, win. to be able, yes. yeah, to be able to stand before you know a, to be able to stand before a town hall and break down economic policies, break down physical policies, break down security policies like policies that affect. Uh, the, the lives of, of Nigerians on a daily basis. So, yeah, so, so that's it. And I, I really look forward to um, election process that includes um, debates. Like I would actually, I, you know, sometimes I feel like if there was actually a national debate, like a, a national, like a standardized national debate that you have to do as a candidate before yeah. you can be like, I feel like why would not be it well yes because you know at the end of the day we try not to focus on we you know we try not to focus on on political candidates right because we're actually non-partisan but at the end of the day you have a, you have a very great point because what happens is that if you're very sure about your capacity to lead there is no reason why you should be running you should be able to articulate these things yes and there's no way you should be running from a debate that it's just like you running from an interview and you want to be given a job. Uh, it's only in Nigeria where you're running from an interview and you expect to be given a job. Sure. You know, they tell you that politics is local. Yes, politics is local. But you also have to present yourself as being capable enough to lead Literally. one of the largest economies in Africa. And yeah. you are responsible for the lives of 200 million people. So if you cannot defend your, your, your policies, you know, everybody will say, go to my website, go to my website. Anybody can copy and paste. Sure. In fact, I don't know who wrote it. Exactly. Yes, that is it. But if you're not able to come in person and also break down these policies that you have in place as to how you're going to handle the education sector, the health sector, uh, you know, the infrastructure, you know, security, um, handling security and other sectors, you know, handle agriculture, handle, um, you know, our, our our mineral resources and our ministries that, 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 that handle our mineral resources. If you're not able to, to to actually uh, get involved in a debate that that that, that touches th- those sectors, then why are you trying why to lead? You? Why are you seeking for people's votes? Sure. So you are going the lazy route of buying rice and you know uh, and employing arm talks to to, to to disrupt elections. That's what you're trying to do, because it means you lack the depth. Mhm. Sure. Thank you so much for that. Well, okay. So we're moving to another section <laughs> and I'll, I'll really like it too also because i'm sure you've interacted with a lot of people and they've like given you a lot of comments that you know you're like wow and also like we'll be addressing a few comments that you've gotten i've gotten from people trying to make them register for their pvc you know yeah yeah okay so the first one i always get in fact i still got it this morning while chatting with oh. somebody's <laughs> oh wow yeah that's interesting so, my votes don't count so why should i vote oh your votes do count, actually. Your votes do count. You know, that's what I said earlier, that uh, two, uh, 2021 is not 2003, is not 2015. 
You know, INEC has put a lot of things in place. Yeah. You know, people, you, people currently think right now that people just write scribble numbers on the paper and say, and this is the this is the this is number of votes. No, that's not how it works. You know, INEC, like I said earlier, you have registered amount of voters for a, for a polling unit. INEC will send the exact number to that polling unit. Mm-hmm. And then those papers, those papers have security. They are, they are security enabled. You know, you can't just go and print it and then introduce add it. it to the one and add it to yeah. So that's just kind of like why does their thing too. Like, so they they get the um, number of people in the center and send that exact number. Exactly. So you have to, you have to show up and vote so that you reduce the amount of ballot papers that some disgruntled um, electoral uh, elect, uh, election agents have. Um, uh, that, you know, the, you have to disarm them. Mm-hmm. So you take away that that those spare papers that they might have to turn print. Yeah. So the and more you make sure that. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Yes, go no, go on. The, the more people come out, the most the, the less successful it is to read. It is to read the election. True. So your vote will count. If you come out and vote. If you come out and vote, it's as simple as that. But you know, you know, people don't don't get this process broken down to them. They mm-hmm. still think that INET will just come up and then just write scribble, you know, the number of votes on paper and then show everybody. You can actually sue INEC and INEC has to produce the votes. They have to produce the ballot papers and every ballot paper has to be verified that it is, it is an original ballot paper. And when that is verified and because you did not, you did not come out to vote, then you leave, you've left out spare papers to be completed then there's no way to say, okay, this is an invalid result. But if you come out and vote in numbers, mm-hmm. by by telling your friends, telling your family members, telling your community, your neighbors, come, let's yeah. go there and vote. And then use up those ballot papers. Then rigging is less successful. So it means that your vote will count. True. So your vote will only count if you actually come out to vote. They will not count if you do not come out to vote. Exactly. Okay, so another comment I get is, um, I've given up on this country. What's the point? <laughs> that one is very cool. That one might vote soon. I'll probably relocate. Like, I don't plan to stay in this country. But your family, they no. yes, okay. <laughs> No, but it's true because at the end of the day, when you relocate out of Nigeria, you still have family here. True. And, you know, a lot of people who, 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 um, who relocate out of Nigeria, they suffer from what we call black tax because you have to keep remitting money to your family members in Nigeria. And you know, at the end of the day, it is still your responsibility to vote. And mm-hmm. your vote is very powerful. Your vote comes with a lot of responsibility. You know, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, you don't vote against somebody. You, you vote for. for someone. You know, you are not doing anybody a favor by I voting for that you. person. You are doing yourself and your future a favor. So at the end of the day, you have to realize the power that you own and you have to exercise that power. So what I always tell people is that, you know, you're not wasting your time. What you have to do is to vote and to encourage everybody around you to go in and vote for the right person. And you also have to the responsibility to tell them that they don't also have to choose the lesser of two evils. They always have to vote for who is competent and not who can win. That should be your message. Vote for who is competent, not who can win. Sure. My own is even if you've given up on the country, please come out and vote for people that not. I beg. Exactly. <laughs> we that we still believe. Come out and vote for us. 
Yeah, add add the numbers there. Look for who is competent on the on the ballot paper. Mm-hmm. They are like they are like eating options there. Yeah. Now you know the analog- analogy I tell people is that you know, um, the way these political parties produce the, the, the their candidates is through primaries. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed in the Nigerian space is that at the end of the day, they put their own interests before the interests of the people. So the 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 choice of candidate of, of candidacy reflects on the priorities of that party. The party. Sure. So if the party does not uh, prioritize um, the, the citizens and then they produce a candidate, you are not forced to vote for that individual. There is no gun pointed to your head. Mm-hmm. Then you must vote for this candidate. You have other options on the ballot paper. So mm-hmm. it's for you to say, this woman, I like Titus, but she's always selling me Geisha. She's always sell, selling Geisha. This woman lives beside my house. It will only take me two steps to enter her shop, but I have somebody who is five five um, steps down the road that sells the titles that I have. By the time you still you keep skipping that lady that that sells geisha beside you, and you keep going to that woman that is five steps down the road, nobody will tell that woman that is beside your house to, to stock titles. To, <laughs> to stock titles. One day she will tell you, customer, now I now sell the titles, so please come um, here because I see you are always passing. I see you always passing my shop. Sure. So that is what the, that is the power the electorate has. You will have the power to say no. I am not voting for you because if you think you are going to keep forcing candidates that are not competent enough to lead this country on my face, and I'll tell you that I possess the power and not you. And mm. I'm going to choose somebody who is candidate. And that is how people get into political positions. You don't vote against somebody. You vote, vote for people. For somebody. Sure. Sure. Totally. I Thank you so much. I think the, that, the, that that's kind of like sum up the most of the comments that I've gotten. Usually my votes don't count or I've given up. I have other plans for myself yeah, exactly. other than Nigeria. So yeah. yeah. Do you have any comments you like to share? Oh um, well, I think my last comment will be, you know, um, we're all passionate about Nigeria. And you know, everybody who has left Nigeria has always been an economic migrant. Nobody leaves home where they'll be separated from their parents who they've you know who they've grown up around you know you always want to be close to your siblings yeah you know you always want to experience what home is like and uh, at the end of the day even nigerians that are in nigeria we all deserve better we're, we're a rich nation you know yeah we like to call ourselves the giants of africa but yeah. in the true sense of things we're not really giants you know we have countries that are relatively smaller than us doing fantastic doing work, better you hmm. know um at the end of the day i think the the, the electorate has to um realize the responsibility that they have and also the power that they have you are the structure you know when somebody comes out and tells you that they have a structure you are that structure mm-hmm. if you find out that somebody is competent and they have all the capital and your and your and the first thing that comes to your mind is that oh you know but this person is not with a party that has a structure you're already failing because you've chosen to be part of the problem and not to be part of the solution what stops you from being a structure in the community where you are? Telling people about the, the competency of this candidate. Telling people about what this candidate has been able to achieve. Printing the person's poster, even with your own money. Contributing to the person's campaign. You know, even if you don't have the money, volunteer for the person's campaign. You have to approach things in, in a different way. And if you decide not to do that, then you rather stop. you better stop complaining. Sure. about what's going on you rather just you say you know what you know I, there's nothing i can do you know you ha- always have to challenge the impossible 
Mm-hmm. You don't always look for easy. There's never an easy way out. You know, you don't want to go to heaven and, and then not decide to die. <laughs> it's true. You, you can't be looking for heaven and then you're not thinking about yeah, that. They're true. Yeah, you have to do the hard work. Yeah. You, know, you have to do the hard work. You have to you have to face the impossible and let people know that you know I will the power and that the power is in my vote. So so that's what I like to tell people. Mm, and that you. the grassroots that they're always talking about, you are part of the grassroots. True. I feel like especially middle class people, we like to think that the grassroots yeah. is selling that carrot beside you. No, you are grassroots. You are part of the grassroots. You are the grassroots. And you have to exercise your power. True. And you have to be that, you know, in quote, that coconut head. If mm-hmm. they change the election date, you come out three times more. True. We have to you show know, them why they call us coconut head generation. <laughs> exactly. You have to come out in numbers. It's not all talk. You know, we have to... Yeah. This, in the 2020 election, people, we, as in, you have to show that, you know, what what um, ENSA started has not died down. Has not died and down. That, and at this time, we are protesting with our vote and that nobody can stop us. Sure. sure. That should be the mindset. And by the time you, you start people to speaking to your friends in the market, because everybody goes to the market, you definitely have, you have friends in the market. Start mm-hmm. engineering these conversations with them. What do you mm-hmm. think about the 2020 election? Oh, this is who I think is competent enough. Forget about who is popular. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, this is this person's um, qualification. And vote in that direction. You vote for, you don't vote against. Against. And you are not trying to allow your vote to waste. That is the wrong mindset. You are voting for who is competent enough to lead Nigeria. And you don't just have two options on the ballot paper. You have up to 18. Mm -hmm. And it is your responsibility to do the work, do the research, and choose the right person. So that should be the mindset going forward. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, like, awareness. I know the last election, I know that, um, because that was before COVID, yeah? I know... um, Artists that had like end of the year shows that were that really really like the thing back then. If you didn't have a PVC, you were not allowed to buy a ticket. So you have a PVC, then you buy your tickets to come. And that, I really loved it so much. I feel like right now churches, marketplaces, everybody that, is, that has a crowd right now should be telling people to go get their PVC because exactly. that's what we need to get into people's heads. Like, exactly. we need to decide. We cannot just be silent anymore. We cannot just pass it because we've suffered enough in this in these years. Yeah. We need to have, like, being, you know, not passive about making this decision to make sure that Nigeria is a better place for us. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you actually raised a very great idea, and it's something that I'm hoping that uh, you know that can be worked on. Mm-hmm. I'll try and reach out to a few people who I know um, are accessible and might be interested in you know using their platform. Platforms. I know, I know a lot of people. I know Files the Bad Guy is somebody who's very passionate about uh, yeah. about it. He has supported um, he has supported Voter Education Nigeria with his platform. He's oh, been yeah. able to repost. Yeah, he's been able to repost our messages. You know to speak to his own crowd and other artists and other um influential people in nigeria need to use their, their platforms wisely you know mm-hmm. um yeah and I, that's a great idea and that's something we'll, we'll look forward to expanding on great. thank you and honestly it's not, and this is 
speaking to people that are listening right now and it's not always not only about the influential people your whatsapp exactly. your whatsapp status has a lot of ways i know a lot of people that have gone out to get their pvc just because i always put it on my status i mean so exactly. <laughs> but that's fine i'll rather be dg of INEC and make everybody get a pvc and come out to vote next election i'll, I'll take whatever exactly your whatsapp status people that are close to you are the people that see your whatsapp status. so use that you are influential to them on them and make sure that they're getting you. your mom your dad your aunt your cousin your sister-in-law anybody make sure that everybody around you has a pvc your exactly. bike your bike man that takes you to the junction make sure he has a pvc tip him 15 era and tell him to get a pvc he would go exactly you are saying the right things okay? honestly right things. so make sure you're using whatever influence you have to make sure that everybody gets a pvc and they come out to vote and they make the right choice to vote or the right um they're voting for the right people when the time comes so exactly. yeah guys that's our message for today and thank you so much damien for being here this was really fun I have yes, one. Yes, it was. I, I, I did. Ha- I, I had one too. Thank you so much for you know for inviting me. Ah, oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> All right then. So yeah, guys, that's it for today. I hope you learned it in a ton. I hope that you start taking actions. I hope you start gingering people to get PVC because your family community has to be the one that is harmed with their PVC. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you, Damien, for being here. And you're you guys, welcome. make sure that you go and follow Voter NG. NG. Am I right? Yes, you're correct. Voter yes. Edu NG on Twitter and yeah. on Instagram. And on Instagram. And we post, I always repost their status, um, their, their posts. So make sure you're reposting so that anybody that is seeing your story is, is reminded, oh, yeah, PVC is hanging over my head. Some people don't know it, but unconsciously, they see it repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Be like, let me just do this thing. So, like, you've done something yeah. that way. So make sure you're reposting and you're liking and you're making sure that you're reaching everybody out there. So make sure you um, follow Voter and do ng on twitter and on instagram even though you're in nigeria don't let them know they're even twitter shall <laughs> <laughs> but yeah follow them on instagram and on twitter i mean these are one of the things that we need to get rid of i mean why would they ban twitter though why exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the things we need to change so yeah guys thank you so that, much that, that's how that's how politics affects your 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 use of sh- social media definitely so. who knows what is going to get banned next <laughs> next exactly so thank you very much uh, i appreciate the opportunity i do too thank you for being here